Materia Ture uh, has decided to withdraw uh, as co-leader of the Green Party of Aotearoa New Zealand. Uh, she will withdraw from our list of candidates and will retire at the election. Morning and welcome to Inside Parliament, a weekly morning tea catch-up podcast, talk fest, rant fest, with Katie Bradford joining me here this morning in the Beehive studio. This is the legendary Beehive studio with brown carpet still on the walls. It's probably the only brown carpet left in the Beehive. Um, it was like this though when I joined or came to the press gallery back in uh, 2001 or so. Now, we have had another absolute cracking week. Incredible week. We thought last week wasn't going to get any crazier and then this week. It is hard to know where to begin, but we shall begin with the pole earthquake. And I am, uh, I was wavering, but I am firmly in the camp now that there is a clear earthquake in New Zealand politics. This, what we have seen with this poll result, uh, this is the UMR poll, the Reed Research poll where Labour has gone back into the 30s. This is my theory, I'll give you my theory, my theory is that this now makes it far more likely that there is a change of government because we've got a weakened Green Party We've got Labour in the mid-30s that is more likely to go with New Zealand First. New Zealand First is more likely to go with Labour. And therefore, um, it creates a scenario where there could much more likely be a change of government. What do you reckon? And that would, again, sideline the Greens, which is what, by signing the MOU with Labour yep. in the first place, that's exactly what they were trying to avoid doing. They've been sidelined in the past because of Labour preferring to work with New Zealand First. This whole thing has essentially backfired on them this week. Labour MPs, though, they had Clayton Cosgrove's farewell last night, and you could not keep the smile off their face. Late. No, it's certainly <laughs> not there too late, This <laughs> the way this week is going. I popped in to say, hello mm. and you can see the look on their faces they are smiling they are laughing well one of the polls what, got them on 36 yeah and they and they know it and they, they are so happy and they can't believe they're like you haven't in eight years you haven't seen mps labor mps looking the way they look this week also interesting are the people who are now flocking back to work with labor interesting crowd uh, at Clayton Cosgrove's valedictory last night, for instance, Monroe, all of a sudden, people who used to work with Labour, business people from all sectors, all okay, of a sudden. Let's down here because Nationals vote. Well, you know, it's in the it's forty four in the Reed Research poll. I think it's uh, forty three in the UMR poll, but in our poll it was forty seven. And I'm not convinced that Nationals vote will have moved that much. That's not the issue. No, it's the moving around of the vote on the left, and that is why I think it's more credible that a Labour government could be formed because remember, Andrew Little said at 24% they couldn't do it, that was a three-way. But essentially the, break, the, the overall breakdown on the left hasn't changed, it's just that those votes have bled from the Greens and New Zealand First to Labour. Can the Greens pull it back? I think they can pull back one or two points. Those polls have them at about eight. Uh, I think their natural range tends to be around 10%. That 15% we saw in the One News, Comar Brunton poll was very you high for them. Can, but I don't think they can get to 15. I think they can get to 10. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, I just, I don't think, you know, but I, 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 don't, I just don't think they'll go I mean, much higher than that. And they. for James Shaw. Um, let's go back and just sort of look at what happened this week because. If we remember on Friday, there was the, you know, I won't stand as... There was absolutely no minister. way Materia Today was standing down, though, no, last Friday. Completely not standing down. And then, sure enough, uh, we just had this incredible situation breaking on Monday. It was Monday? I can't even remember the days. Was it right. Monday or Tuesday? It was Monday. 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 Monday night. Monday it was late night, Monday night. News, breaks in the middle of the news that two Green MPs are 
basically threatened to quit this material quit which was unbelievable let's uh, let's go back and have a wee listen to that rebel green mps walking away from parliament over the actions of their co-leader while materia remained as co-leader we, uh, we would not stand as candidates. The pair's formal withdrawal from the Greens caucus this morning comes after they broke ranks over Materia Ture's benefit fraud admission and threatened to quit unless she did. It is the events of the subsequent times in the last couple of weeks that have moved it into a broader issue of leadership. But Materia Ture was never going to resign in the face of their threats and emerged from today's meeting defiant. I'm committed to stay until, um, at least until the election. In my view they didn't follow the right process in deciding to leave and I think that was quite hurtful. Um, but nonetheless we've resolved that. The rest of her caucus standing right behind her. I don't think Materia Ture should step aside. I think she's doing a great job. Yes I absolutely support Materia. We've still got a leader. I'm standing right beside the leader we've got right now. The two MPs threat to quit last night sent the party into a tailspin drew a sharp response from co-leader James Shaw. I feel betrayed by the way that they have gone about this uh, and so does the rest of the caucus. We would disagree that we brought the party into disrepute. While the two MPs will no longer be active members of the Greens caucus in Parliament, there's no willingness to expel them from the party. Dave and Kennedy have put in years of service, um, Dave especially as um, a party organiser as well as a member of Parliament. Um, they have enormous expertise in the areas and are being really committed. If we cannot lose that to the party, that would be great. But while both want to stay in the Greens, there's no regrets about taking a stand over Materia Ture's actions. You make your stance, you make your best judgments as you can, you make peace with your own conscience and uh, I can sleep at night. A decision that's left the Green Party reeling and in major damage control. Alright, so, I mean, what this really did was just rip open the veneer, take the, strip the veneer away from the Greens and show that this is a party that is equally human and divided like every other party, but they, we'd never pre previously seen it, and that's usually damaging to them. We'd never seen it publicly. There is no doubt that for many, many years inside that caucus there has been a huge battle and inside that party between the getting that balance between environmental and social, and that has always been a problem for them about what, how far they go on each side, about keeping people happy, about you know all these, this talk of could they ever go with national, for instance. But they've never made it public, even through leadership battles, it's always been polite. They've always managed to keep mm. that under wraps, but all of a sudden six weeks out from an election is the time they decide to blow big it Big move open. from these two guys. Big, 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 big move. Even though they were obviously clearly unhappy and they talked about they needed to be able to sleep at night. Kennedy Graham, you know, talked about he had to be able, he, he couldn't condone what Materia had done. Um, they must, or did they think about the damage that that was going to cause the party? I mean, I think James Shaw is still absolutely furious about that. You can see oh, it in his body language. He's, he... Interesting, he, when I asked him at the media conference with, when Materia resigned, if they could come back, he was like, no way, they cannot come back. But now he seems to be suggesting a day later that maybe Kennedy could come back. I think he'll be feeling a lot of pressure within the party and from external forces as well about Kennedy because of his expertise in climate mm. change. And you heard at the end of the press conference yesterday, James Shaw said, look, there's just one more thing I want to say, and these are the issues we're campaigning on. We still care about clean rivers and climate change. And if he's going to stand there for the next six weeks and talk about climate change, but he doesn't have the prospect of Kennedy Graham in there, who is not in Parliament. This is a guy, is a guy that James Parliament Shaw said had betrayed him. 
Yes, and, and can they come back from that relationship? Could they ever rebuild the relationship? Can they? Will Caucus ever feel like they can trust Kennedy in that room? That will be what they are weighing up. Well, right he was now. number eight on the list. He was coming back to Parliament. Yes, Dave I mean, Clendon will be out. Like yeah. he was, he was unlikely to go. He definitely won't be coming back in now. No. But even any, if they're polling at eight, he doesn't even stand a chance. Don't forget the other thing that affects the Greens if they continue to poll at around eight or even ten. All those people we've talked about. All those fresh faces they yeah. thought they were going to get into Parliament. Only a couple Holt, of them will now Stories. get back in, you know. You, they'll, they'll, they'll be looking at that and thinking, this was our plan. Oh, they'll be gutted. I think this is the worst of worst of all worlds for the Greens. I really do, because they, um, they, they yes, they sort of mobilised and emboldened a lot of people on the far left who perhaps felt that no political party had ever spoken for them. They were they were excited by Materia Ture standing up for beneficiaries, standing up for issues they felt that had been ignored in New Zealand. And those people were emboldened. Then there was the backlash and the, and the MPs quitting and whatnot. And so that was, you know, disastrous for the Greens. But then for her to now have quit after having gone through all of that, taken that hit and then quit, those people must feel so angry and deflated and let down that Materia has gone. Where do they go? Do they still vote Green or do they just give up and go, I hate politics, I can't do this it? This is why I don't I vote and this is up. why I haven't voted. I think so. And I, you know, I, I've looked at social media over the last 24 hours or last however many hours it's been, who knows, this week. Are you still right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, so that's getting pretty, it is a very journalist. risky business at the moment. <laughs> but there's a lot of people, and I, I think Facebook, in some ways, you see a different crowd on Facebook. Mm. And some of the stuff I've seen are people who who were really inspired by what Materia yep. said. And I think in, in some of the sort of uh, popular commentary, they've missed this point, that what she was doing was targeting those people who have always felt left out of politics, who've always felt as though no one cares about them. Now they feel like that, that's, that's accentuated by this. That, that, that actually yeah. now well, that's we an do, interesting point. And, and I saw Materia re- replied to a couple of tweets actually, and she said, please still vote. Yeah. Please, please still don't go give out up. And do what, well, that's a good up. point. Let's, let's, that's a good point to bring in Labour here and how Labour reacted to what happened in the Greens. Um, let's have a listen to that to that track from this week because that is pretty crucial now. Yes. Jacinda Ardern only wanted to talk about Labour today. The only green issues I'll be talking about are climate change. But questions about the turmoil engulfing the Greens and the state of the relationship between the parties weren't going away. The Labour leader not biting. That is not an issue for me, that's an issue for the Greens. These issues are matters for the Greens. This is not an issue for me or Labour. It is an issue for the Greens. The Prime Minister says the fact the parties have signed a memorandum of understanding shows that it is a matter for Labour. Labour and Greens are joined at the hip and I imagine it's a a real concern and it looks like with the the turmoil on the left, Labour might have to take a view about Materia Ture. Materia Ture says she has no plans to resign before the election. And Jacinda Ardern... You guessed it, won't comment on whether she thinks Ms Ture should stand down. And Labour dealt with its own leadership issues and I expect every other party, including the Greens, will deal with its own leadership issues. I think they're a bit busy with their own stuff at the moment um, and we really celebrate that they are doing well and they're feeling really buoyant. Um, and we look forward to being in government with them. The problem for Labour is, of course, that its fortunes are linked to the Greens because of that agreement. It's now clear, though, that Jacinda Ardern is trying to put as much distance between Labour and the Greens as possible.
The MOU tells voters what they can expect after the election. It's a transparent way of demonstrating the kind of government we would form uh, if voters deliver that. The Greens are still likely to be the first camp off the rank in any post-election negotiations with Labour. I'll be making the call uh, to whomever forms the leadership of the Green Party and probably there'll be conversations with other parties as well. All right, team. Thanks for your time. Both parties now waiting to see if these dramatic events will help oh, oh. or hinder them in the polls. All right, excuse me, I'm just enjoying one of the scones with no jam. You're pleased to know for the <laughs> people who are outraged that I was Last saying, week, Corin put jam mm. on his cheese scones, <laughs> and this has created a huge amount of controversy. Oh, well, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Disgusting. And someone put a lolly cup. <laughs> He's eating lollies. I'm just surviving on the coffee over here. Oh, which, that's uh, enabling. It is. <laughs> it's, it's enabling a sugar The edit. coffee and the scones are crucial at the moment. I think over the next six weeks, it's probably how we're going to survive if things continue as they are. Also, Andrea Vance isn't with us today uh, because she is already on the good, road good, following good Jacinda point, Ardern. And I'm shortly about to jump on a flight to Christchurch to see Bill English, and that shows you what Very this good week point is to like. Keep talking about Labour because um, Andrea has gone down to Morrinsville, which is Jacinda Ardern's hometown. Yes. She always talks about how she used to work she, in a fish and chip shop there. And she's going back to that fish and she's chip shop. She's going back to the fish and chip shop. Um, Labour's, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I, um, have they, Labour has given the cold shoulder to the Greens this face. They've taken a strategic decision. We've got to be tough with the Greens. We've got to send a message to Middle New Zealand. We're not interested in, I guess, having a. Well, there is the MOU still there. They're still there. But They'll it's like we're just sort of turning our back a little bit. And, and they just want to say, we are Labour. If you want a change in government, but what the message from Jacinda is now is vote Labour. Don't, don't look at the Greens. Don't think about the Greens. She doesn't want them to. Labour know, and this is, the, this is what happened when Helen Clark was in power as well, Labour know the Greens will always be there for them. Mm. And so they feel like they just they will keep doing what they need to do. Interestingly, though, six months or when they signed that MOU over a year ago, Labour desperately wanted the Greens to be a lot stronger because they thought they would never get to this point. Yep. I think, yeah, it may, just makes you think how gutted some of those Green... Uh, MPs and strategists will be. They had been at 15% thinking they were going to be a dominant feature in the next government. It's hard to think they will now. Look, the campaign's a long time. As we've seen, a day is a long time at the moment. Things could change. But I just can't see it. I think um, it, it plays into Winston's, Peter's hands. And, you know, I guess that's going to be an interesting relationship now. Um, Labour and New Zealand First and what happens now because Winston, Fir uh, Winston, Winston First, First. <laughs> New Zealand First fell on those polls as well, and yeah. he'll need to, he needs oxygen. He's got no oxygen, and he he was I was well, on, I was on breakfast TV after him uh, one morning this week, and he he was fuming about the fact that he felt like he wasn't getting enough coverage. And he, he feels like, you know, we're paying far too much attention to Labour. And Which I was Why are we not listening to him talk found about quite galling because it was the day after I'd sent a camera up to catch him pinning a, me that's, a war medal on a Dutch him. war veteran. And I said to him, I've been following you in Palmerston North and Auckland and all over the place, and the campaign hasn't started yet. Yeah. But anyway, I think Winston, he always does. Always does. He, he's always going to do that, and he's always going to say that. But what's interesting is whether he's he's still thinking about will he be on the cross benches. Don't forget, this is the possibility. Does he support a Labour Greens government with Winston on the cross benches. Does he support National with it being on the cross benches? How does he? Oh, he's still the key player in all of this. We, and we've got to keep coming back to this because even if he's dropped to about eight or nine percent, and again, he he will he he'll get some oxygen in the campaign. Um, it doesn't matter. He uh, he is still the king queen maker in this scenario. 
he will decide the next government. But how he can work with Jacinda will be interesting. They would have had very little to do with each other. Mm. And so how how are they going to start meeting to try and build that relationship now? Does Labour want to do that? Because is that sending a signal to voters if they do that? Winston's not going to want well, to Well, he's going to want to see. He's going to want to He needs to see. He, he, will he be threatened by her popularity? He was, all, you know, this was the same problem with John Key. Winston is, is also very... Yeah, you're right. Personality yeah. is part of it. No question. But I think the other parts of it is... What, what can he get? What, what what does he want? I'm not sure that either party know what Winston really no. deep down wants. There's always talk about him being wanting to be Prime Minister or whatever. I just don't think that that's realistic or credible now. Um, oh, absolutely not. I look at look at what, what is, Jacinda what does was he getting want? in those preferred what Prime does he Minister want? Can they give it to him? Which is National or Labour prepared to give him what he wants and bridges or whatever you know whatever thing projects that he wants? Um, and I just think he'll also need to factor in. Will he be trying to assess whether there is really a mood for change, whether this is a third-term government that, 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 that has got stale and old and, and that, there's the, 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 that the mood of the electorate is for fresh and change? And if he thinks that that is, in fact, correct, then he might want to attach himself to that rather than prop up a fourth-term national government, which is, you know... It, which you know might not have might not be you know dynamic, so he'll be wanting to weigh all those things up. But I, but you know who can get inside Winston Peters? Who knows? Also, I mean, don't <laughs> forget the Shane Jones factor. Yes, Shane Shane will naturally want to work with Labour, and and more naturally and definitely. more naturally than than National, and they'll be you know and and if you're thinking of Shane Jones as being a successor to Winston Peters, if that was ever to oh, happen, no, he's going to be an important. They're going to be you know that's going to that's going to be in part in all those discussions as well. He'll be an important Lynch. Is that the right word? Yeah, uh, I think I think what's also interesting is is uh, about Labour and the Greens campaigning together. Now, when they signed that MOU, and yep. until recently, they talked about the fact that they would be doing some campaigning together. Yep. Now, Jacinda, I noticed earlier in the week, said we will be doing our own campaign. We yep. won't be campaigning with the Greens. So there won't be any of these joint so events. So there's not going to be these joint events. We were planning for them. We were expecting those. And that's a, that's a sign as well. And the Greens, again, won't be happy about that. No, no. Well, we saw that when Jacinda just sort of um, politely said she was too busy to meet them the day after she took on the job. Um, let's talk about uh, Labour's water policy. Water. Let's have a listen to Andrea Vance's uh, story on that because it was quite a significant policy and it's quite a significant issue for this election. Huge election issue. Lake Horofenua, so toxic it was once dubbed the Lake of Shame. The lake's now one of 100 lakes and rivers in line for a taxpayer-funded cleanup. The government's pumping in almost a million dollars, part of a $44 million spend-up on cleaning up our toxic waterways. The quality of our fresh water is at the heart of our international branding for tourism and for exporting. This scientist says it's not enough. The scale of, of some of our problems is, is huge and it's going to take a, a much bigger investment than that. There's also a catch. Local communities and councils will have to pony up the rest of the costs. We're allocating 44 million. The total spend will be much more like 140 million. And there's this. A precondition of this funding is that my ministry has had to be satisfied that the councils put the rules in place to stop ongoing pollution. National does have a group of experts looking at water pricing, but they won't take the plunge on that decision until after the election. Farmers, irrigation companies and water bottling companies. Labour wants to make them pay up for using our water. There is nothing revolutionary in this. It's just the same as we do for oil, gas, coal, silver, gold and even gravel. But how much will they pay? The royalty should be fair. 
and exclude municipal and domestic users, including saltwater. It should be proportionate. It won't be a flat rate and will be different depending on who's using it and where. Within five years, intensive farming on unfenced paddocks close to waterways would be banned. Federated Farmers says the policy terrifies them. Yeah, look, it could be you know a, a huge cost that actually puts some of them to the brink of bankruptcy, if not out, out of business. I think if the New Zealand dairy industry is going to have a long-term future, they need to protect the clean, green brand. The only way to do that is to protect our rivers and lakes. And if they don't do that, and if we don't do that, then the New Zealand dairy industry will be destroyed. Prime Minister Bill English believes it will push up prices. Uh, that'll flow through to costs for families for their milk, for their vegetables, for their food. The money will be used to clean up polluted waterways. Labour hoping the policy will make waves during the election campaign. All right, that was Andrea Vance, who was on the road uh, on the campaign, really. Morrinsville with uh, Jacinda Ardern, who's... Um, that's going to be interesting because she's going to be basking in the glory of her poll bounce. Uh, a bounce in a poll which we haven't really seen for a very, very long time. On the water issue, though... Um, I think it's quite a, it was quite a smart policy politically um, because it hasn't set a specific um, rate at which people would be charged for water and, and talked about how that will be kind of negotiated, but depending on you know, what water quality, industry what in. industry and all those sorts of things. It's got farmers, though, very nervous and worried. And I think there will be a stronger backlash than Labor probably realises. And from horticulture as well. I heard them this morning very unhappy yeah. about it. But but I guess I guess the challenge for Labor then is to try and convince them that they're not going to bankrupt them. That it's not it's not about. And she did try and reiterate that that it, that they're going to be able to remain profitable. Um, so I think um, it clearly it clearly addresses public concern Over about the water. Yeah, yes. But I think there's still some uh, big unanswered questions and which aren't going to be easy. To don't fix. forget, farmers are probably going to be far more up. Well, some anyway, more upset about the issue around intensive dairying, and that that was sort of lost in that announcement yesterday. Uh, and we've talked about it before. But David Parker has worked very, very hard on this policy. Water is his thing. It he is. is a water lawyer, and he is very strong on the fact that there needs to be a cap on intensive dairying. Uh, that and, and that was where that focus needs to go. So farmers will also be concerned about that aspect of that policy. But look, what, look what farmers can do. I mean, you know, someone was banding around photos of the fart tax protests back in the day because yes. there was some... The was, power they was holding some sign that said something about mad cow or something. Um, they can the, they the march tractor the tractors the down parliament. the street, <laughs> yeah. you know. They the can, power farmers have... Th but, th but that's... You know, I mean, it's, they've had a nine, nine years of a government that's been, in, I guess, arguably farmer supportive if that's whatever the terms are um, I guess Labor's never going to quite be get the backing no, of farmers no they're not historically just hasn't and, and some parts of that policy uh, talk about uh, working with farmers to help them change the way mm. they farm giving them government support for programs and other things to help them with that yeah. and I think that's what farmers would be saying is like you said don't bankrupt us yeah. if you're going to force these that's changes that's a risk for Labor that's a risk for Labor because they can't be seen to be um, uh, you know, you know, people will will worry about the. You know, they're our core export industries. They are things that we, look. We have we have iPhones because we can sell milk on a world market and get US dollars for it in return. Because you know, people in America don't really want New Zealand dollars; they want US dollars. So, you and know, it, it's how we survive in the world. So, if, if labour is vulnerable to, um, I guess, attack that it is threatening our export livelihoods. Now, it's, I just don't think that's realistic. It's not. 
but it is going to put more, make Pretty them sure. pay more. And when, and when you've got horticulture New Zealand standing there and saying the price of your fruit and veggies are going to go up yep. because of this, that's not great for labour. If people are going to the ballot booth thinking, oh God, I can't afford, the, my, my fruit and veggies are going to yep. go up even more than some of them, you know, who can afford an avocado? Uh, I don't know when the last time but I bought an avocado we was. Know but for a long is that going to scare people? So those sort of narratives that get out yep. to people, that they get worried about, that they don't like the idea of people being com- coming in and, and paying for our water to bottle our water mm. and sell it overseas, but are their fruit and veggies going to go up as a result of this? I think there's been a long growing unease though clearly amongst urban New Zealanders even though urban, as farmers rightly point out urban um, pollution of waterways is arguably quite bad too yes um, there's been a long growing unease about um, environmental water quality and slipping standards in this country and I think Labour has balanced it and figured that that is it's believes that that's you know oh it's, it's a huge concern and you only so have to look I at what happened politics, politics are probably pretty good for labor but we'll see because there will be a backlash and and national of course released their water policy this this week yep. around clean, cleaning up a hundred rivers and streams yep. they know that they're very vulnerable on this area as well and they came out with that policy the day before labor's uh you only have to look at as as someone who's covered the havelock north case for nearly yep. a year now you only have to look at what happens there havelock north is a very national party voting area Oh man, people and that, are furious there, And eh? people there are furious. That has to be one of the wealthiest parts of the country. And uh, in any other circumstances, Lawrence Yule would win that seat. Yep. No problem. That is going to be one of the closest seats, Tuki Tuki, now. Because yep. there is a lot of ill will towards National and the reaction to not just the way they handled, handled yep. the Havelock North water crisis, but how people feel about their water yeah. there, about the state of the Tuki Tuki yeah, River. They need to be able to about take whether they can drink. They, they, they want, they've grown up being able to drink the water almost straight out of the well, and they want to be able to do that, and they're very upset they can't. And so that issue was one that will definitely keep going. All right, we have to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening to Inside Parliament, TVNZ's uh, weekly podcast. We're going to be doing this every week during the campaign. Uh, might be we might be on the road. We could be anywhere. We might be Katie. Because you never know where we're going to be. Who knows? But we do appreciate you uh, listening and watching. You can uh, catch us every uh, Friday morning. We'll have it available for you. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks for watching. Oh,